Thank you for joining us on our next lesson in Exodus. Uh, but before we start, uh, I didn't do this on the last lesson, but before we start, let's go into prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity to preach and teach your word. We thank you, Lord, for the ones that watch and those that support this ministry. We thank you, Lord, for those lives that we get to touch with your word. Because you promised us that your word would never go out void or never come back void. We just thank you and praise you, Lord, for all your many blessings and for all that you have given us. And we just ask, Lord, that you take this lesson, minister to the people out there. Let it bring people to come to know you as Lord and Savior. Let it bring people back to you. And we let, and let it bless all those that just need a word of encouragement or just a, a word of or an answered prayer or whatever the situation is. Lord, you know how to meet those needs out there. And meet all the prayer requests that we have had come in today, especially the one of our niece and nephew, Lord, that just need a healing and need comfort right now. And we thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Ooh, hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. All right. Um, we're going to be in Exodus 5, verses 22 and 23 today. But I'm going to go back to verse 15 because I forgot to read those last time. So we're just going to read through and kind of recap just a little bit. It says, Then the officers of the children of Israel came and cried unto Pharaoh, saying, Where to, Wherefore? Dealest thou thus with thy servants? There is no straw given unto thy servants. And they say to us, Make brick, and behold, thy servants are beaten. But the fault is in thine own people. But he said, You are idle. Ye are idle. Therefore ye say, Let us go and do sacrifice to the Lord. Go therefore now and work, and work there, for there shall be... Ugh. There shall no straw be given you, yet shall ye deliver the tale of bricks. And the officers of the children of Israel did see that they were in evil case. After it was said, ye shall not minish aught from your bricks of your daily task. And they met Moses and Aaron, who stood in the way, as they came forth from Pharaoh. And they said unto them, The Lord look upon you and judge, because you have made our... Savor be abhorred in the eyes of Pharaoh and in the eyes of his servants to put a sword in their hand to slay us. So we see that the leaders of the Israelites came to Pharaoh asking them, why do you deal with us so harshly? And because of that, Pharaoh told them that he they were that way because he thought they were idle. He thought that they didn't have enough to do because they wanted to go sacrifice to their God. And because of this, he told them to go and continue to make the same amount of bricks that they should have even though they were given this job. So now they only had, they had to find the way to make the bricks as well as make the same number of bricks. And as we see... Because of this, they started to blame others. Isn't that just like us, wanting to blame somebody else for our own problems? 
They wanted out of slavery. God sent the people to help them get out of slavery. But they didn't want to deal with the harshness that may come along with that. And so they wanted to blame somebody but themselves. So they blamed Aaron and Moses. Which Moses took very hard, as we will see in the next two verses. So verse 22 and 23. says, And Moses turned unto the Lord and said, Lord, wherefore hast thou so evil entreated this people? Why is it that thou hast sent me? For since I came to Pharaoh to speak in thy name, he hath done evil to this people. Neither hast you delivered thy people at all. So we see here, Moses took it very hard that they were getting harsh, harshly treated. So Moses starts talking to the Lord and telling him, Why have you sent me? They're being mistreated and beaten. He said, I came and I talked to Pharaoh, and he has done nothing but evil. But you haven't delivered them yet. So even Moses thought he was going to come there and in one day they were going to be set free and they were going to be walking right out of there. He didn't expect any trials or um, situations to arise. When we go into situations, especially as Christians witnessing to other people, we can't always expect that somebody's going to accept exactly what we say. We're going to have to expect that some people are going to come against us. Sometimes we're going to have to answer some hard questions. Sometimes even questions we would never have thought of. And sometimes it may take a day or two to get back to somebody to answer them. Because you're going to have to pray about it. You're going to have to read and study. Don't be ashamed of something you don't know the answer to. As long as you're not answering them with something made up or out of your head. Make sure you always say, let me go to the Lord and I will get back to you. And then make sure you do get back to them to answer that question. We don't know all the answers. We're not going to ever know every complete answer. But the answers and the questions that come up, God will give us those answers that need to be given. Even if we just take the time to pray and study first before we give that answer, God will give us what we need to say. I've had this come up in my own life. Somebody asked me a question I would have never thought of. And God gave me an answer to give them. And, that, and the question that was given was, why wasn't Jesus a woman? And you know, I had never, I just always accepted what Sunday school teachers and preachers told me. I never thought about it. But I knew that that wasn't, how it was supposed to be meant to be. I already knew that. I just didn't know exactly how to tell her at the time. So I went off and I talked to my husband about it and discussed it with him. And, and I was praying to the Lord, Lord, I need to give her an answer. And the answer he gave me was, sin came through the seed of man, through Adam. And it had to be a man that redeemed us. So... Because of that, God gave me the answer that needed to be given. Like I said, 
we get back to the Moses and Aaron here. Moses was disappointed. He was hoping for that immediate success. But I guess he did forget what God said Pharaoh, Pharaoh's responses would be. See, God told Moses everything, every step that was going to happen. And he must have forgotten that. He must have just filed that back in the back of his mind and didn't think about that and was secretly hoping that it would all just, he'd go there, he'd ask, he'd let him go and they'd leave. See, when God tells us something will happen, it will happen. We have seen that throughout the Bible. Things that happened that God said would happen. If he says they're going to happen a certain certain way, we should believe that it's going to happen that way. Not believe that it should happen in another way, the way we want it to. We are people of I want it now. We want a Savior to come and set, they wanted a Savior to come and set them free in like one day. Moses thought it should happen in one day. But God had other plans. What are we willing to go through for God? Are we truly willing to die for Him? Go through some really tough times for Him? These are questions we need to ask ourselves. Because times are getting tough. And what are we willing to do? We as God's people and children should remember, as God's word says, we must go through much tribulation to enter into the kingdom of God. In Acts 14.22, and we'll read the full scripture, that, well, that was part of the scripture, but I wanted to go ahead and read the full scripture. confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith and that we must go through much tribulation enter tribulation enter into the kingdom of God so we see that we're going to go through many trials many tribulations before we enter the kingdom amen some start from the moment of salvation some of us don't go through a whole lot till a little bit later but we all will go through certain trials and tribulations. We will go through some of the same things that Jesus did. He told us we would. So he also told us that we'd probably go through some of things probably even much worse than what he did. So why do we get surprised when we do or they start to come true? So when these things happen, we need to stand up Hold to our faith, and God will see us through it. It should be an honor and a privilege to suffer for Christ. Even Paul called it an honor to suffer for Christ. Him and Silas, him and Silas were beaten, put in stocks, and what did they do? They praised the Lord. They didn't sit there and complain and argue. The disciples, all of them, got imprisoned, and they praised the Lord. People probably thought they were nuts. 
But they praised the Lord and God would set them free each and every time. Yes, we will mourn. Yes, we will get discouraged. But keep going with Christ. Because in the end, we win. And we know it. It says so in, the, in Revelation. That we will win in the end. Amen? Amen. Exodus 6, 1-3. through 3. Then the Lord said unto Moses, Now shalt thou see what I will do to Pharaoh. For with strong hand shall he let them go. And with a strong hand shall he... Drive them out of his land. And God spake unto Moses and said unto him, I am the Lord. And I appear unto Abraham, unto Isaac, and unto Jacob, by the name of God Almighty, but by my name Jehovah was I not known to them. The Lord tells Moses, I'm going to show you what I will do to Pharaoh. He already told them, but now he's going to show him. Show him. Yes, he will let them go, and he will drive them out of the land. So he's telling them he's going to let them go. He's going to push them out, basically. God had to reassure Moses again that he would rescue them. God tells Moses, I am the Lord. I am who I say I am. He said, I, I appeared unto Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the name of God Almighty. But I was not known to them as Jehovah. See, God's name reveals his character. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob did not know him as Lord. In Hebrew, it was Yahweh. In Genesis 2-4, and we'll read that real quick. These are the generations of the heavens and the earth when they were created in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. It says, Now the forefathers didn't know the name. They had heard of it. They didn't know the name Lord or Yahweh. They, they have heard of those names. But, they have, but God had not revealed the full meaning of those names to them. See, God reveals little by little, and we see it throughout the Bible. Each time, the further we go, the more He reveals to the Israelites. The closer you are to Him, the more He will reveal to you, when He knows that we can handle it. There is meaning and power in every name of God. Yahweh was used, but more often, the uh, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob would use God Almighty. God Almighty. This means His power to fulfill anything He has promised. Genesis 17 and 1. When Abraham was 90 years old and 9, the Lord appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am the Almighty God, Walk before me and be thou perfect. See, so we see he, he, he wanted them to call him the God Almighty. Yahweh is God's covenant-keeping name, which shows how he rescues his people and will bring them back into a personal relationship with him. And this is what he was doing now through delivering the Israelites from Egypt. He was becoming their rescuer. He was 
becoming their, um, showing them and revealing to him his covenant-seeking name of Yahweh, which to any one of us who is saved and have been saved from our sin and saved and rescued from our bondages and building a relationship with Christ, we can all call him Yahweh. Abraham did not live to see the covenant, but did experience the power of God. We are blessed as God's children now that we get to experience the, not only the covenant, but God's power as well. Amen? Amen. Something not everyone in the Bible got the privilege to do. Because see, our new covenant... Some people got to experience the old covenant, which was very hard to keep a lot of the, the old covenant laws and stuff. So they had to sacrifice lambs and goats to cover those sins. But in the new covenant, amen, it's so much easier because Christ died for us once and covers us with his blood every day, amen. Amen. That we, when we make a mistake, we can just simply ask Him and go boldly into His throne and say, Lord, I made a mistake. Please forgive me. Something they didn't get to do exactly back then. They had to go through those sacrificial systems that were a lot harder to keep up with and to keep. Amen? Exodus 6, 4-6 through 6. And I have also established my covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan, the land of their pilgrimage, wherein they were strangers. I have also heard the groaning of the children of Israel, whom the Egyptians keep in bondage, and I have remembered my covenant. Wherefore say unto the children of Israel, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians, and I will rid you out of their bondage, and I will redeem you with a stretched out arm and with great judgment. He reassures Moses and the children of Israel that I have established my covenant, I have given the land of Canaan to where they were strangers. I have heard their cries in bondage to Egypt. He remembers that covenant. Then he says, I, I am the Lord. I will bring you out with great judgment. He's telling them, I'm going to bring you out. But you may have to endure some stuff before he does bring us out. Just like we're going to have to probably endure some stuff before he actually raptures us and takes us home. So let's not assume and think that God will do it our way and the way we want it to be done. Let's try to see. See, God is saying, I will do this, but in my timing, in my way. There is always a reason for how God does things. We just have to stop, look, and listen to Him. And He will... Show us the path that we need to take. He will show you the steps you need to take. He will bring the people into your lives that need to be brought into your life. Some of us have learned this a really hard way. And some of us may not have had to go through some of the harder steps to learn this. But we, each of us, the things that we go through have a testimony to tell people. 
God brought me through this situation. God brought me through that situation. And you can tell him the different things that he's blessed you and how he blessed you. That is our witnessing tool. But the main just is that we need to learn to endure the situations. Sometimes we get ourselves into our own situations and we have to endure those. But not to sit and complain about everything, not to sit and blame others about everything, but just to sit and seek God first and let Him bring us through them the right way. Well, that's all we have, so let's end in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank You for this lesson. We thank You for what You have taught us and that we can come to You in every situation and that to stop complaining. Help each and every one of us not to complain. And we just thank You, Lord, for Your blessings and Your grace and Your mercy. And thank You that we can boldly come to You with any problem that we have. And Lord, for those out there that want salvation, they can simply speak to You and say, Lord, forgive me. I have sinned. Come into my heart to live and to reign and to guide me throughout life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And if you did say those simple words and mean it truly in your heart, then we welcome you into the kingdom of God. Amen. And that if you need someone to talk to, you're more than welcome to call us. Um, 878-348-5009. And me or my husband would be glad to speak with you and talk with you. If you need a Bible, you can call or text that number. And we'll be glad to send one out to you. Um, if you just have a prayer request, please text or call that number. And we'd be glad to pray with you and to keep you in prayer and in our prayer, uh, prayer book so that we'll continue to pray for you. And be sure to update us on those prayer requests as well. Uh, we thank you and see you next time.